0: Did you know that the roof is the single most important part of your house? It has the hardest job and it takes the most abuse. There's no other part of a house,
1: none, that it has more direct impact on both the inside and the outside of a house than the roof. Period. End of story. And that got me thinking.
2: Is there a perfect roof? What's the perfect roof? Well, what's the home like? What's the climate like? That's this old house general contractor, Charlie Silva. Asphalt, slate, clay, wood, metal, standing seam, copper, aluminum, and budget for the customer. Yeah. And then there's a look. The customer might say, that's the greatest roof ever, but I hate what it looks like. So you're going to get 25 to 40 years out of a great asphalt roof? Yes. So then you go to a slate roof, go to the ultimate lasting roof, 100-year roof. Five to six times the cost. Five to six times. right Now there's different qualities of slate also. you know Then you have a cedar roof once again, it, you know has to be ventured properly. Probably three times the money is the asphalt roof. 30 40 year roof. standing seam roof, whether it's aluminum or steel with well, that's coated. you know they have a 20 year warranty, for example, on those, on the aluminum ones. Three times the cost of asphalt.
0: Three times.
2: And then there's a copper roof. Three, four times the money is asphalt. 80 to 100 year roof. Uh, You thought this was an easy question. What's the perfect roof? (laughs) Okay, so maybe there isn't one perfect roof, but how do we get closer to perfection?
0: From this old house, this is Clear Story. Your home in a new light. I'm Kevin O'Connor. So what makes a more perfect roof? Is it the design, the materials, the maintenance? Let's face it, most of us don't really know what's up there protecting us. And there are tons of demands on the roof every single day that we ignore. I mean, no one really thinks about the roof until you've got water pouring through your ceiling, right? Well, actually, there are some folks who do think about the roof, and the perfect roof, a lot.
1: Well, I would even put it in more stark terms. Basically, you know, homes are there to
0: protect us and to reflect us. That's Duo Dickinson. He's an architect, and he recently wrote the book A Home Called New England that's about the history of homes. And in truth, I think that if your roof doesn't shed
1: water or snow or wind, that really when you have a place to live and it leaks any of those things, it ceases to be your home. So in my search for the perfect roof, I asked Duo to lay it out for me. So, the roof is the fundamental protector and provider of safety and surety in any home. Is the roof that important? Well, what's more important? What's more important? My granite countertops? (laughs) uh, Probably not. (laughs) I think roofs right now have always been the primary, almost like the first line of defense against the elements. But, secondly, with the new systems of creating energy and providing insulation, They're becoming almost on the cutting edge of what makes homes truly sustainable, truly efficient and really truly something which gives you comfort as opposed to propagates fear
0: of failure. What is it that the roof has to do for us? And what are the things that are attacking the roof? The first thing is
1: the roof has to shed water because in every climate it rains. So the roof's pitch is only part of it, right? There's there's obviously going to be layers of stuff on top of this pitched structure that actually lets water flow off. And the second thing is, if there are eaves, the water flows further away from the house, that's good. If there are gutters, those gutters either capture the water or they degrade, and they always degrade. So I truly hate gutters with all of my heart. So, water is the number one thing. The second thing for about half of the country is snow. That snow sits on top of a roof and it can either partially melt and freeze and create ice, ice dams behind it, or it just creates really a significant load, a structural load that has to be built into the design of how you structure that roof to span over the interior of the house. And the next thing about roofs that it really has to do is it has to deal with the sun. Any roof, whether it's a membrane roof or a metal roof or even a slate roof, Every roof is impacted by the nature of the sun's ability to degrade any material simply by its energy. The roof is so elemental. I mean, it's literally like your overcoat. That's a lot to ask from one surface of the house. Unless you're dealing with really crummy subsoil conditions, the foundation will more or less be okay. But the roof actually is the more upfront and in-your-face personal problem for most people because the failure of a foundation will cause deformation, but it won't cause collapse. Here with the roof, one break in the penetration can wreck an entire interior with water. I mean, just completely destroy it.
0: Joe, help me out here. I want you to design me your perfect roof. I want to know <laughs> I want to know in your dream house what this roof yeah, yeah. is going to be. What's the pitch? What's the material? What's the shape? What's the form? Design it for
1: me. Paint me a picture. Well, here's the big thing. This is where it gets really exciting to me. I just got goosebumps when I just when you said that. The roof design is literally a product of the site. The site and the roof are exactly the same thing. Any building has to have its roof do primarily what you want it to do so if i want to have sun and uh, you know they have this thing about sustainability and the green new deal and you know climate change the truth of the matter is that the primary way you deal with it is not the r value is not the provenance of the materials is the roof the way the roof sheds water and snow the way the roof Deflects the sun and accepts the sun in different periods and times, the way the roof protects big windows that are facing big views, all those things are amazing in terms of their long term effect. So, my number one thing when I think about a house is because I work mostly in the Northeast, if there can be big windows that let sun in in the south, it will mean the heating bills will be less. And if that's the case, I don't want to bake in the summer. And that really means there has to be an enormous eve on the south side of the building, enormous eve, so that in the summertime when the sun is high, no direct sunlight gets into the building. So you don't have hardly any solar gain at all. So the long view is how do I make the simplest roof possible that is evocative of the desires of the homeowner from the inside, what type of space they want, what type of view, what type of light they love. How do I make the simplest roof that enables homeowners to have the exterior, which is both sort of iconic and referential, and yes, even sculptural, that actually dovetails with the trees, the hills, and also responds to things
0: like the wind, the sun, all of that. Dude, I cannot underestimate here the passion you have for roofs. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard. It's pretty it's much remarkable, all there. okay? Um I'm going to take a crack at answering my own question. And listen to this. Okay. okay, here's my perfect roof. It's a pretty basic A-frame. It's a black standing seam metal roof. It has no gutters and it's got deep overhangs that drip into a French drain that moves the water away from the house but doesn't get clogged. So I never have to get back up on a ladder ever again. I'm with you there. Um I don't want any discontinuous materials, so asphalt is out, tile is out, slate is out, metal is the only thing I will go for, (laughs) from eave to ridge. um, I want one, maybe two dormers into it, and I wanted a very long, simple form that intersects another long, simple form, so I get basically a T. My number one concern is that it never leaks, My number two concern is that I don't have gutters. And my number three concern is that I get shade in the summer and sun in the winter. That's my perfect roof. And I'm never going to build it. And I don't have any more words for it (laughs) than that. I want to hear, man, what your perfect roof is. Okay. The list is simple,
1: pitched, eaves, no gutters. That's it. Simple, pitched, eaves, no gutters. And everything you said is true. But I would say super simple. And believe me, when I say simple, I don't really care if it's curved, if
0: it's shed, if it's gable. It just needs to be simple. Talk to me about the future of roofs, the technology that exists now, the technology that is on the horizon, and what that means for the durability, design, um, and efficacy of roofs. Well, you
1: actually said it. You said, I don't want to have these many pieced, many seams, many opportunities to fail roof. I think what's going to happen, and I'm praying that it does happen, is that instead of having the typical thing where you've got 20-foot long pans of metal that have their corners, their long edges turned up, and then a cap put on top, the typical metal roof has an overlap seam somewhere along its long runs, that that type of roof will morph into a new material, maybe it's some form of carbon strand, fiber-ish kind of stuff or whatever, that has fewer seams, very elongated, maybe even on a roll so that it will actually be able to have no horizontal seams and it will be able to have an incredibly long life. And the only reason I think this is that on the barn we built for our home, we did a very simple thing. We had not so much money. And we took rolled asphalt roofing, which is used for warehouses where they just literally roll it on, overlap it, goop it up. And it's just a roll of what shingles are made out of, but it's about four feet wide and it's about 40 feet long. And we just use that to make the stripes on the house using a metal, a metal bead, a standing seam metal bead between each one with no horizontal seams at all. And that idea that you can make the roof literally a blanket is to me a lot more like a thatched roof where you're actually kind of weaving a fabric on top that has no seams and actually protects you better than things that do have seams. So that would be my sense is that there could be a time when we actually have all that wonderful foamish kind of stuff, that insulation with no breaks in it that not only gives you insulation but makes a thermal break but then also has on top of it, this blanket that sheds and its surface is you know UV minimized. And then the real wish, which is probably not gonna happen in my lifetime, the real wish would be to have that have a component that creates energy from the sun. So there could actually be an element in there that actually uses the energy of the sun and then takes that and turns that into electricity or heat in some way.
0: Okay so my perfect roof? Well the key thing is the metal material, the idea that it's continuous from top to bottom and without any significant seams. But most of us, 80% of homes out there, they have asphalt shingles because they're relatively inexpensive and they're easy to install. But they're also discontinuous. They're laid on top of each other so there are open seams roughly every five inches. And that means that if the water ever runs up the roof because the wind blows it that way or because it's backed up behind an ice dam, well, in that case, you've got problems. So how can you be sure that your roof is up to the harsh realities that Mother Nature is going to throw at it?
3: Well, there's a big fan <laughs> that's involved.
0: A fan in farms of houses may be the key. Making an imperfect roof more perfect. More in a minute. Ann Cope is a chief engineer at the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety, and she's on the hunt for the perfect roof materials. She's also got one of the coolest jobs out there.
3: Yeah, when we did our first hail test, there were 12 scientists up there making sure that the hail guns had hail and were ready to go.
0: Ann spends her days lighting things on fire, pelting materials with hail, and blasting shingles with water to test the limits of building materials. So I had to ask her, What are the two most important things that every homeowner should do when it comes to the roof?
3: Number one, know what condition it's in. And number two, help it out. Make sure that you're properly maintaining it by keeping those gutters nice and clean and allowing them to do their job of keeping the roof clear.
0: Yeah, you you know nobody does that, right? (laughs) I mean... Ah,
3: yes, I wish they would. (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
0: Anne and her colleagues work in these massive,
3: and I mean massive,
0: warehouses.
3: If you drive by, you'll see this big, tall building with 105 fans. It's like 70 feet tall inside the test chamber. Each individual fan is a 350 horsepower motor. So when we turn the whole thing on full blast, it's just shy of 30 megawatts of power. And, and funny, every time I say that number, I, I picture the guy in the um, Back to the Future movie. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, 30 megawatts of power. It, it's somewhere around, somewhere between eight and 9,000 single-family homes all turning their air conditioner on at the same time. And so that's how much power it takes to create a Category 3 hurricane. Uh, but the beautiful thing is we can turn it on and and subject homes to this just battering wind and rain, turn it off, walk out there and investigate exactly what's happening. Scratch our heads and think about something and then go back into the control room and turn it on again. (laughs) So we can truly investigate in full scale, which details matter, which things are most important and, and how do we get after the things that are gonna keep the roof on, keep the water out of our houses and just give people a better opportunity to survive all the stuff that Mother Nature is slinging around out there.
0: And when you say in full scale, you guys can just truck a house into this facility and spin it around?
3: We absolutely truck houses into the facility and spin them around. That's exactly what we do.
0: And she's not kidding. They take full-size houses and spin them around on a giant turntable. And then they light them on fire.
3: It's just like a wildfire event. If you've seen some of the social media pictures from these events that we're seeing in California where the, there's just loads and loads of burning embers uh, flying around, that's what we can create here in the laboratory. Those embers, we can see how and why they're trying to penetrate the attic. Where do they collect? How do we prevent them from collecting there? You know, Where are the vulnerability spots that we have to worry about for building ignition?
0: The damage caused by fires, hurricanes, and floods is heartbreaking and expensive. Storm-related damage costs more than $54 billion a year in economic losses in the US. $34 billion of that, more than half, hits homeowners. And for most of us, our home is our most expensive asset. This is where a perfect roof could change a lot of things. Where we build, how protected our homes are from natural disasters and it could save us from expensive repairs. Now, if you ever wandered around the aisles of a building supply store, you know that materials are rated for safety and durability, and there's an agency that does that. It's called ASTM International. They test materials and set standards for everything from roller coaster brakes to baby cribs so that we can have some peace of mind that the products we use will do the job they claim to do like a shingle that's rated to withstand 150-mile-an-hour winds.
3: Well, sure. So 150 miles an hour, those are some really high wind speeds that we're talking. Uh, What we're seeing, though, when we take a look at post-damage investigations, is that we've got shingles that aren't brand new that are not standing up to those wind speeds. And so part of the work that we're doing here at IBHS is to figure out what is the weathering and aging component that needs to be taken into consideration when we talk about long-term performance or real-world performance of uh, asphalt shingles as they're two, five, eight, ten 10 years old.
0: How do you test a 20-year-old roof? Do you need a 20-year-old roof?
3: Uh, sadly, I, you, you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do need to allow them to age. So we've got what we call an aging farm uh, here in South Carolina where we've built these roofs and we've let them sit out there We've just harvested the um, five-year-old roof panels.
0: Picture a farm, but instead of rows of corn, you've got rows of roofs. There are aging farms in Ohio, Wisconsin, Kansas, and Alabama. Roofs sitting out through winter storms and summer heat for years. Because that's the challenge, right? The shingles on our homes are only brand new the day they're put on. Every day after that, they get older and beat up, and they start to fall apart. Anne hopes that all this research ends up making building materials more durable and predictable. And her work is making it into building codes. Because you want to hear something really scary? There are lots of cities and towns in this country that have no building codes at all. Zero. None. This stuff matters because building codes require better materials and better practices so that for one, we're getting closer to a perfect roof that'll protect us and last. Anne is seeing firsthand the catastrophic damage that can happen in a storm when a roof is compromised. Her parents' home was damaged during a hurricane in Florida in 2004.
3: The only thing that happened to their house was they lost some of the asphalt shingles. And the water came in. So you breach the roof, you lose enough shingles, the water is coming in, and it's going to make a huge mess. And the next thing you know, you've got ceiling falling down all over the place. You've got cabinets that are loaded with water. You've got drywall that is soaked. Carpet is soaked. It's amazing how much a cascade of damage will occur um, just from the loss of, of some of the roof covering. And so that's why we say it's, it's really critical. It's one of the most important pieces of your home.
0: When you were in charge of putting the roof back on, did you get them a good shingle?
3: Absolutely, yeah, we got him a a good, well, and we made sure that we installed it properly. That shingle was absolutely installed to the correct high wind provisions, I can guarantee you that.
0: And does that give you peace of mind and your parents' peace of mind that it's going to withstand Mother Nature during the next storm?
3: You know, it does, but that was 2004, so that was 15 years ago. So while I know it was installed properly, the research that I'm doing right now in terms of the weathering and aging is absolutely going to play into, you know, what's going to happen next for that roof.
0: And that's really what we all want to know, right? Because when it's time for a new roof, how can we get a perfect one? Or at least close to it? More in a minute. So I knew I had to call Jeff Sweener. You may have heard him in our framing episode. Jeff's a builder who's done a lot of projects with us here at this old house, and he's seen every type of roof out there.
4: Oh, awful. Really? That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen some really bad ones.
0: People think about it as just throwing money away because- yeah. They don't really get any practical utility out of it. No fun out of it. No fun. You can't see it. You can't turn it on. You can't watch
4: the football game on it. And it's usually the roof that you know is a really low pitch roof where you really don't see from the ground. Those are the ones that really sneak up on people. You know, we were doing a kitchen renovation, a first floor renovation, this past winter. We had to run a vent for the hood. And we, the only real practical place was to terminate it off, out of the roof. So we went through a closet on the second floor and then got up onto the roof. <laughs> we got up on the roof and we like, whoa. <laughs> it was a disaster. There wasn't one intact shingle there. Oh, and the homeowners man. had no idea because nothing was leaking, but it was only going to be a matter of time. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But that's not the
0: case with a roof, right? Get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. All right, so we've determined that you need a new roof. Like, what's the next step? Do you start with choosing the material that you want?
4: Yeah, so predominantly what we see today is an asphalt shingle roof. And they come in three-tab, and then they have uh, what's called an architectural shingle where they have some waviness to it, some different laminations of material to make it look like wood or slate. They have a lot of different patterns now to simulate a slate roof, to simulate a wood shake roof, and there's different thicknesses. And those different thicknesses are generally associated with the life expectancy of the roof. And we start basically with a 20-year shingle, and we go all the way to a 50-year shingle, and even some that they say is a lifetime.
0: To your point, the thicker the roof, the longer it's supposed to last because it's got more material that can break down over time. More wear layer, right. Asphalts, the advantages there, pretty affordable, pretty Pretty common. Pretty affordable,
4: yeah. Pretty common. Anybody that's a roofer can install asphalt roofs. Right. So when you get into wood roof and metal roof and those types of things, then a slate roof, then you've, you're you into a specialty contractor. So
0: Let's talk about slate since you brought it up. Advantages, I mean, I think of a slate roof and it looks great and it's elegant yeah. and it says something about your house. From a builder's perspective, does it have an advantage in terms of protection and wear and lifetime?
4: Well, it's probably one of the longest lasting roof materials that there are. I mean, you see some... Old churches in Boston that have had roofs on them for a hundred years, hundreds of years, especially in Europe, indestructible from all practical purposes, but you know, very expensive. The guy who can sling up an asphalt roof
0: can't necessarily install a slate roof. No chance. All right. So you got to find a specialty act. Exactly. Uh, and probably one of the reasons why it's not so common. More common, though, than slate are the wood shingle roofs. Sure. It's an elegant look. Sometimes yeah. it makes the house, it Hell says yeah. it's his style. Yeah pluses to a wood roof? What do you think?
4: Well, I think that uh, a wood roof will last longer per se to an asphalt roof, but that's provided it was installed correctly. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important components to a wood roof is what's underneath it. And you need that air gap underneath so that you can dry the backside of the shingles just as well as the top side of the shingles.
0: Uh, maybe a little bit out of your specialty, but certainly very big in the west and southwest is a tile or a concrete yeah. tile. Yeah.
4: All the southern climates use them because they withstand the sun. And I think the biggest risk is when you have people on them after the fact. You know, you have maintenance people or whatever, and uh, you can break them very easily if you don't walk on them correctly.
0: You know what the other risk is? We were working on one in California. And it turns out, like, if you don't cover the front edge properly, that that half round, it's the perfect perfect bat house. And we were up there taking them off. And all of a sudden, I mean, it was nasty. Like, I'm not just talking a couple bats. I'm talking hundreds. Oh, so bad. (laughs) Metal roof is an option that's prevalent around here in New
4: England and climbs north. Your thoughts on metal? Yeah, we do them a lot. You know, there's two types. There's standing seam which is the most common because the fasteners are all hidden and then there's metal sheet roofing which uses a rivet and a gasketed washer which more likely to fail but i think the biggest thing to know when you're sort of shopping for that is the thickness the gauge of the metal if you use a really thin metal you get a real wavy effect whereas if you use a thicker gauge metal you get a little bit flatter surface and the other thing to know about a metal roof is that it's loud when it rains, <laughs> right? Unless you, unless you spray foamed on a, on the underside of it, which typically you are, but yeah, it it, it can be loud.
0: We've heard the expression "a uh, roof is a lifetime roof." <laughs> Such a thing does it exist?
4: <laughs> well, define lifetime.
0: Well, I mean, I'm hoping to live to a you know ripe old age of 90 years. Yeah. Well, 90? that's your lifetime. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is it? Is it the lifetime of the house? Is it the lifetime of the buyer? This, you know, I that's mean, whose lifetime? That's a good <laughs> point.
0: Well, let's break it down. Can you get seventy years out of a roof? Can you get one hundred and fifty? The life of a house?
4: Only time will tell. I right. mean, we have a lot of products out now that say that they'll last forever, but we really haven't seen that test of time. I mean, you think about the history of our country, the history of the world. I mean, there's a lot of history behind us and. You know you come out today with a lifetime warranty i mean it's it's as good as the words that that it's written on
0: all right all right so maybe no roof will last forever and let's be honest most of us if we're not builders or scientists or architects we don't want to think about them we don't want to take care of them or spend money on them we just want them to work and i don't think there's anything wrong with that because there are people out there like ann and duo and jeff who are working towards better materials, better design, and construction. And so that's got me thinking, maybe my perfect roof design is one that doesn't leak, looks good, but it also doesn't need me to think about it at all. Now that would be a perfect roof. Drop us an email at clearstory at thisoldhouse.com to let us know what you think of the episode and if there's anything else you want us to explore. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Clear Story and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Clear Story was produced by Rococo Punch for This Old House. Production support from Catherine Fenelosa, Chris Ermides, and Sarah Chase. Thanks to our guests, Duo Dickinson and Cope, Jeff Sweeney, and Charlie Silva. I'm Kevin O'Connor. More next week.